Critics say the Perfect Pair podcast is a marriage and relationship fixer. Okay. You messed up, you messed up. And I finally had to just say, you know what, I messed up. Maybe right. I left it alone. And then we good. But are we good? Because you still bringing the crap up. <laughs> right. So we obviously ain't good. We good. You having a Will Smith moment. <laughs> Wait, no. The reason why I'm saying. Do I need to slap the hell out of you? I right wish there? you would. See us two fighting on this podcast today. <laughs> what? You lost your damn mind. Download, subscribe anywhere you get podcasts and watch on YouTube. Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Daddy is a state of mind. You know what I'm saying? I'm your dad. Let's go. Daddy, chill. Call me daddy. Welcome back, boys. I'm so. This is our first interview. My first interview. And I'm excited because. I didn't think this person was going to be my first interview, but because this person is my first interview, it makes total sense. It makes total sense. So I don't even want to give this person an introduction. I'm going to bring him in right now, and we're going to talk cards. We're going to talk Bowman. We're going to talk about some a special card that this person hit. Let's go. I'm entering him in right now. Monty, Siler. The owner of Best of Ohio Sports Cards. I can say that, right? Yes, you can. Nice. Monty, I appreciate you coming on. Um, it's it's such a – it's hard to, to, to gauge this hobby because it's so – I tell people all the time, it's so small, but it's, it's, it's so big at the same time. And um, I'm going to just let everyone know who you are. Monty Seiler is the infamous Drew Jones Superfractor Auto Puller. Um, take us through that, and then we'll kind of we'll kind of wrap around on some other things. All right. So we've kind of developed it within our family. I'll call it a tradition now, where for about the past five years, got my father involved in the hobby, and whenever we make a road trip could be to a sporting event, could be to a trading card show, could just be going on a two-hour ride to go to the uh, lake or something like that. The tradition we developed is we always bring something with us to open while we're in the car because just too much time to kill. So about a month ago, we were headed down to the Reds, big Reds fans headed down to see the Cincinnati Reds play the New York Yankees and arrived at my dad's house. There were five of us going. Um, my dad, myself, my two sons, Mason and Bill, and my daughter, Mia. And I knew he had had some, some boxes of uh, Jumbo Bowman from 2023 sitting at his house. I uh, received them directly from Fanatics. 
And so I'm like, I think I'm going to recommend maybe we take those with us. Uh, obviously, <laughs> nothing more fun than Bowman to rip. Enjoy it the most of anything. Uh, if it says Bowman, uh, it's a big hit with me and a big hit with my family. So I said, hey, let's take these four boxes along with us. We did. We hopped in the car. My son was driving. My dad's in the front seat. We we had driven about 45 minutes and nobody said anything about the boxes. I was holding a couple in my lap and I, I finally said, Hey, does anybody want to rip one of these? Got no response from anybody. Crickets are talking. So I finally just said, well, I'm going to pull the, pull the outside wrapper off of this one. I did just started passing out the packs, passed out one to my, uh, my son, one to my dad, one to my daughter. Couldn't give one to my oldest son. He was driving. So, Start ripping, hit a couple autographs, nothing special, but I knew we were looking for three autographs. Got down to the last three packs, and I handed them out. My son Mitchell, he was in the back seat with me. He's a fast opener, rip, goes right to the middle. He's got nothing. My daughter, at this point, had kind of lost interest, so she's just holding a pack in her lap, like, okay, I'll open this in a minute. And as I'm just not really paying attention to what's going on. I hear my dad up in the front seat who enjoys the trading cards, but he's not really one of those guys you would say is really into it. Like we are, I hear him say, is Drew Jones any good? And I, I look up and as I'm looking from my seat to his seat, I see the, the autograph and I can tell it's not red. It's not blue. It's not gold. And, but all of a sudden, the sun hits the corner of the card just right. And I see one one And oh I was, goodness. Oh, I, I didn't know what to say. And I just said, it's the super fractor. And at that point, everybody in the car, my son that's driving, he immediately looks over. He takes the car out of my dad's hand. And <laughs> it's like, nobody knows what to say. And my dad still is like, what's a super fractor? Is it good? What's special about it? And he finally says, what's the card worth? And I said, well, Dad, I said, I don't know if you can say what the card's truly worth, but I can tell you that right now there's somebody that's willing to give a quarter of a million dollars for it. And he was like, what? And I was like, yeah, there's a bounty on this card. Well, at that point, he said, I remember you telling me about that, but I did not put two and two together when I pulled the card and I clearly didn't know it was a super fractor. I just saw the autograph, saw the name. That's when I said, is Drew Jones any good? So really for, we had about 20 minutes drive left. We spent that 20 minutes still saying, can you believe this? Uh, nobody really knew. It was like an out of body experience almost like it's something you never expect to happen to you. Like yeah. who would have ever bought a box. If anybody bought a box and said, I expect to hit this card. You know, they're just saying it to say it. Even my son, Mitchell, you know, he's he's made comments that he knew it was there. Yeah, tr truly, nobody expects to hit a card. No, like no. Uh, I I actually knew somebody who uh, he had stockpiled like 50, 60 cases. And he kept telling me, I got it. I got it. And I was just telling him, dude, do you know the percentage <laughs> that you think you have that card? I said, do you really want to know? I said, I'm going to tell you right now, you don't got it, man. <clears throat> yeah. We, we um, tried math on our end and, uh, you know, some archaic math we did. We think there maybe was 11 or 12 million packs that it could have been put in between 
hobby and and jumbo and oh yeah oh you know, yeah it's it's something you never you never expect to happen to you for yeah. sure um so were you you were aware of the bounty we were aware of the bounty we were aware of it from the very beginning um you know just just saw the post by david adams uh really had never heard of drew jones before that uh learned a little bit more about him but yes we were aware uh of the bounty before we pulled the card yeah, I, I, I was so skeptical when it first because I get Dave and Adams their point. They're like, hey, we put out this bounty. We sell wax. We're going to make our money back. 250000 is really not that much in the grand scheme of things. If they're moving, I, I actually did the math on it. I was like, if they, if they had 100 extra dollars per 10,000 boxes they moved, that's a million dollars. They're they're good. They're good on the bounty, right? Right. So – um, I was skeptical at first cause I'm, you know, a part of my brain, I have a little conspiracy theory in, in my brain and I'm going, wait a second, David Adams puts out a bounty and then David Adams is the one that's breaking the news about the card being hit. And then they have a picture of the card with the David Adams watermark on it. So my, my head is like, my brain's just spinning and I'm texting all my buddies and one of the buddies I text was my buddy AJ. And if, if you guys don't know who my buddy AJ is, he helped me, for the listeners and viewers out there, he helped me kind of get waxed back in the day before our page was growing. And lo and behold, AJ built a relationship with your son Mason two-plus years ago over DealerNet buying Sat Bowman Sapphire cases. Right, and yes. AJ was the middleman between you guys and us, and in a way, um, in a way, you and your son sort of created the Bowman in us. Right, we were always Bowman guys, but without that supply of Bowman Sapphire, I mean, you guys had. I mean, I remember him saying, "Yeah, I think Mason said they have about ninety cases of this stuff," and I'm going. Oh my God, I want it all. I want it all. And so that's one thing. I, I, I said it last week on my podcast. I said relationships in this hobby are like the biggest thing. It could further your brand and your company so much further. So you could, it could further your brand. And the relationship that I built with you guys, with, and I had no communication with you guys. It was through a third party. And then here we are full circle interviewing you about the biggest Bowman card in the last five years. And only because of that bounty, I would say. That's right. Yes. And I mean, were you hesitant at all on the two fifty? Like, it, did you get a phone call and, you know, cause they, you know, everybody out there, if you don't know, David Adams had a $250,000 bounty. <clears throat> if you wanted to cash in or you could wait till he makes the hall of fame. And get a million dollars. Were Never. you hesitant at all? No. We talked about <laughs> uh, it was really as simple for us as just kind of doing the math and saying, well, in order to make the Hall of Fame, you're going to have to play 15 years at that level, maybe, oh, maybe yeah. or then you got to retire, you know, so it could be, you know, 25 years and, you know, for one thing, you know, my father, uh, I've told this before, um, even though we're, you're interviewing me, 
my father owned the box and my father pulled the card and he's been kind enough to share all of that with us because he feels like we're the reason that he even knows about the hobby. But, you know, um, you know, it, it, my father's 80 years old. So, you know, obviously it made no sense from his standpoint. He's the ultimate decision maker. There's no, no reason to even think about that as far as trying to exercise the million dollar part of it instead of taking the two fifty. Yeah, of course. Of course. I mean, can you imagine him just stat? Imagine if he would ever just stash those boxes and never rip them. And that car just never surfaced. Yeah, that, that could happen. Cause you know, I mean, you talked about getting the cases from us that kind of all started with Bowman with me back yeah. in 2000, mm-hmm. uh, not as early as, as trout, unfortunately, but when Steven Strasburg and Bryce Harper hit in like 2011, 2012, 2010 Bowman, all of a sudden those boxes just started shooting through the roof. And so I became a collector of wax at that point. I, I, I loved the cards and collected the cards, but I became a collector of wax. So I was buying cases of 2010, 11, 12 Bowman and just sitting on them. And then as, as I saw that, then I went to other sports and other, um, uh, you know, other products and really became as much a collector of unopened wax as I did cards. And um, yeah, that's how Mason and I, we, we started saying, well, you know, these this Sapphire products look like they're going to be very desirable. So we just started buying them up early when they would come out. And as you know, um, I don't remember the exact numbers, but you, I'm sure you're right that we had at least 90 cases of it at one point. Um, I, I do remember because we were just, we would. My buddy would talk. My my buddy AJ would talk with Mason, and it would be okay. We're gonna get ten this week. We're gonna get ten next week. We're gonna get ten next. Like we were just like in this circle, and it was it was it was perfect for us because, and like I said, I feel like you guys had a um a a reasoning for us. I mean, I claimed I'm I gave myself the name the Bowman King, and it was only because of that influx of product. And at the time, you know, I played baseball and I played college. My business partner, he played in the minor leagues. So we were just, we're that type of person. We just know baseball. We know the prospecting side of things. And so Bowman was just everything to us. And yeah, so that's why I said, like you, you, I think you guys played a big part in us becoming and having that sort of title in the hobby. And a lot of people like, they just know me as that now. Yeah. And because of, how much 2020 Bowman we ripped between hobby jumbo sapphire all the 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 stuff that we've done so it's just it's crazy like i said how how the hobby comes first or comes around full circle and how relationships you never know when that relationship can come back because when i was talking to mason before i got you on you know mason's like hey man <clears throat> i think you deserve to talk to my dad. I think you, you deserve to have an interview with him because of all the business you gave us back in the day and, and how well versed we are in Bowman and how just like, I mean, I mean, this is, this was the most unheard of bounty of all time when it came to a baseball card. And um, I mean, quite frankly, I would say the card is only worth about $50,000 today. 
just to based on how he's doing, what, what would you, where would you put it? If, if you had to, if you actually pulled it and there was no bounty, what do you think you would get for it? Um, I, I think w- with, without taking any grading and the card was, and still is, I'm sure in, in really good condition in our opinion, but I think you're exactly on the money. Um, you could build an argument, maybe 75. I think anybody that goes above 75, as far as thinking that's a value on that card right now, um, I think they're off base. So somewhere between 50 and 75,000. Yeah. So, okay. I got to, I got to ask this question. You got a red tat on man. Yep. The most electrifying, exciting player right now is playing for the reds. What, what are your thoughts on Ellie De La Cruz? Um, I, I think Ellie De La Cruz brings a skill set to the game that, there's only a couple other players that, that can even come close to him in a lot of that. And he affects the game right now, even if he doesn't, if he's not hitting, he affects the yeah. game. Um, last couple games that I've watched, I mean, he hits a routine ground ball and they, they don't get him out, you know, first base guy can't get there fast enough yet. Yesterday, late in the game, he hit a routine ground ball to third base and the guy rushes so much that I don't even think even a good throw gets him. But, you know, no. throw straight in the ground, a one hopper. And so, you know, when, when you can do it, and then, and then when he does make contact with the ball, um, the outs he makes are loud. Um, he just, you know, it, it is. It's super exciting. And, and I don't think it's a coincidence. No matter what his stats say, it's no coincidence that the Reds have become the hottest team in baseball right around him getting called up from the, from the minor leagues. There's no doubt. Yeah, I – I have to touch on that too. So, you know, some people say, oh, you know, base, you know, one man can't really make a team better in baseball, but a player like that who can beat out routine ground balls, who can turn a, a, a single and uh, a single and a double, a double and a triple and brings that sort of energy. It brings everybody up. I mean, all the other players on the team, are like, Okay, I'm gonna bust my ass down first base now. You know, I'm gonna I'm gonna step up. And just I don't think I've ever seen a player like him. You know, last year we got Julio Rodriguez. He came out and was a gang gangbuster in the home run derby, and that was wild. And Julio is that like he he doesn't have that, like Ellie has this just flair to him. He brings just this energy. And every time he swings a bat, you're just like you're hold your breath. Like, is this gonna? Is he gonna hit this 120 miles per hour over the fence? Like, what is? I've never seen it before. Let me comment on that. Last night I'm listening to the game, and one of the <laughs> announcers is Jeff Brantley. He was reliever for for a long time with the Reds, and he made a comment I never thought about. But he said this guy when he bats puts so much pressure on the pitcher because if they make a mistake. It may not be a home run. It may be a home run that's talked about for years. And no pitcher wants their name associated with a home run that's talked about beyond that game. And, and I thought about yeah. that. It really is true. I mean, you know, I mean, the first home run he hit almost left the stadium. I've been to a lot of games and I've never seen a ball hit as far as he hit the first one he hit. And you know, so you know, a pitcher goes out there and they're like, if I make one mistake with this guy, you know, I'm going to be on Sports Center and I may be, you know, I may be in highlight reels 
for the rest of my career for the wrong reason. So yeah. Not oh, many oh yeah. Strike that fear for sure. I can give a story to that. My buddy pitches for the, he's in the Dodgers organization right now, but he came up for the Rays, and he gave Aaron judge his, he Aaron judge hit his first home run off of my buddy. And to this day, he's like, you know, fuck that guy. You know, I'm in every highlight reel that shows Aaron Judge's first home run. You know, I'm that pitcher. Yeah. And I think that does. And coming from a pitcher myself, there are there's home runs you give up and you're like, yeah, whatever. You know, I made I made a bad pitch. And then there's home runs you're like, man, that guy absolutely crushed that ball. Yeah. And then it just sinks in your brain forever. And and Ellie just has. I mean, he's going to just break all these stat casts and his size doesn't even it does, like you can't even put it into words his his height and the fact that he can get he's the fastest from from home to third it's just it's unbelievable it's really unbelievable and I think Ellie is going to be what Otani is currently doing with organizations now where people are looking for the two-way player yeah, I think teams are going to start looking for that six, seven shortstop that could hit that, you know, that has all those tangibles instead of that, like cook cookie cutter shortstop that everybody, oh, you got to play like this to be shortstop. You know, he, he plays like he, he has a build, not, he doesn't have that, that build, you know, he's just like, like O'Neill Cruz for the pirates. O'Neill Cruz has a, I mean, he's like six, seven. So I think more people are going to go for that, that look. You know, yeah. So, um, what? When did you guys get into sports cards? I know you talked about buying, but how long have you guys been in sports cards? Uh, if you take away me as a kid, and then a big gap, uh, we we got back into sports cards in about two thousand three or two thousand four, and both mm -hmm. of my sons were very young then. They would have been. Uh, 10, 12 years old, a little bit younger, but that's when I stumbled upon a card shop close to me and started going in, uh, started buying again. So about, about 20 years ago. That's, that's around the same time as me as I, I got in 99, 2000 Brady was the first, was the first card that I purchased was a, okay. it was a Brady collegiate. I want to say it was the Fleer collegiate card. And then from there, I just, you know, been in the hobby pretty much ever since, obviously, uh, college and stuff. But um, it's always interesting to see when people get into the hobby because a lot of people, you know, they they just got in just a few years ago, especially with the market boom yeah. and, you know, how cards have how cards have kind of, you know, gone in the last few years. When did you open your card store? Our card store opened. Um, May 14th of last year. So May 14th of 2022. Now, did you get into car? Did you do the card store? Cause you're like, Hey, we, we got, we got, we, we're already doing the wax thing. Like, do we should just translate that into a store? Oh, kind of. Yeah. I mean, so we had been thinking about opening a store for several years. Um, actually had a friend of ours that, really put it in motion and almost said, I want to do this. Why don't you guys come do it with me? And so we, we, uh, we kind of, as a, a family grouped up with him, he got the space. 
uh, we kind of filled it with uh, with wax and cards and it took off from there. So, yeah, it's something we've been thinking about for a couple of years. And um, especially as I got a little bit older in the business that I'm in, I'm thinking, you know, I won't be doing this forever. Like to do something that's a little more laid back and relaxed. And so, yeah. That's oh, yeah. I, I, I could. We don't have a storefront, but I could live in a card store. I go to my local LCS down the street. And I, I just find myself, I'm like, oh man, I've been in here for two hours. You know, we're just chopping it up, talking about cards, ripping mega boxes. Next thing I know, I'm spending two, $300 on mega boxes, just, just having fun in there, you know? So I, I enjoy it. I think, I think LCS is, and I'll, I'll, I say this as a breaker. I think the LCS is a very important part of the hobby. Um, I know a lot of people are getting allocated out of the business. Some of the LCSs are, are not getting the same allocations they used to get. And I think that's wrong. I will say that as a breaker, even though I would love to have more, more boxes myself, more cases myself. But I think LCS is that it has that, that just tradition feel, you know, you right. go to the store with your dad or your, your parents or your friends and you're ripping packs and you're having a good time. And I think it's a, I think it's very important. I, I agree with you. We, we currently, we don't get any allocation of anything at our store right now. Uh, we are, we are working on that and I, I believe it will happen soon, but um, you know, most everything we have, we owned before we ever opened the shop. Um, we have people bring stuff in, uh, you know, to us. And then I, you know, I'll just be perfectly frank with you. I'm still a good customer of the card shop that I shop at. <laughs> you know, I, I'm in there almost as much as I'm in here. And, yeah. I buy, you know, I open there. Um, so, you know, it's it hasn't really changed uh, what I do uh, very much at all. So, yeah. What um, what are you going to. Two hundred fifty thousand dollars. That's a good little chunk of change. You guys using it to propel the business? You guys using it family vacation, putting something aside? What, what are you guys going to do with it? Um, my dad made the decision that, that he wanted to take, and we are doing a family vacation um, and going to spend some of the money there. And then uh, the rest of the money that's left is up to him. Uh, what he decides to do with it. And, uh, I'm, I'm sure he'll, he's got grandkids and, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm sure he'll, he'll be sending a little bit everybody's way. Um, yeah. So I, I, I let him, you know, I let, I let him decide what he wanted to do with that. So, but yes, we yeah. are going to enjoy it for sure. I, I, I like that. I like that. And like I said before, I was so skeptical about it. And then my buddy AJ goes, dude, it's it's Mason and his dad from Ohio. I go, are you kidding me? Are you kidding me? You know, and that's why I tell people this hobby is so big, but so small. You start you just start seeing these same people around, and um, I'm excited. I, I I'm I'm so happy that um, we got to do this, and you being my first interview because it's the first time I've, I've ever done it. Yeah, and I think it's fitting being the the drew drone super fractor and bowman in general it, it just goes along with everything that we do um 
and I appreciate you coming on and, and getting this done. And, um, I, maybe we could do, do this again and just talk baseball and whatever, you know, talk reds hope maybe we'll do this when the reds are in the world series. Yeah, that, that would be super exciting. Yes. Because my, my wife will tell you, I don't speak a whole lot. I'm pretty quiet, but if you get me started on sports, sports cards. Yeah. Say about that. So I, you know, I'm happy to talk to you anytime you want to talk. We can talk any sport you want to talk. And especially the, the cards. Matter of fact, if, uh, if we ever get together again, maybe I'll rip some while we're talking and see what we hit. Yeah. Are you, are you guys planning on going into the national? Yes, sir. We are. Yes. Oh, well, we'll we got to link up then we'll, we'll link up and do something. Um, okay. I'm, I'm trying to do something like this at the national where it's live broadcasting okay. uh-huh. where I'm just interviewing people as they walk by and asking questions. And it's just a long form uh, of communication. And um, yeah, I'd love to have you on and that way everyone can know, you know, and, and they'll see your face again. Um, last thing, last thing. Did you see what Joey Votto said about Ellie De La Cruz? I totally forgot to bring this up. I did see what he said. Yes, I did see what he said. So that is high praise coming from somebody who has seen about all the best players in that you can see. Yeah. Yeah. I, I think, uh, I, I think Joey sees something there, just like he said, he sees something there that he hasn't seen in, in other players. And, uh, so yeah, it's, uh, it's a cool moment. It was cool for Joey Votto last night too. I was happy for him. I was skeptical of, you know, I mean, is he going to come back and change the mojo of the team? And I, I think the team playing the way it's playing right now helps Joey Votto too, because I, I think it gives him that little extra, Hey, I, I got to go out there and uh, I got to be a player to fit in with these guys. And so I, I think yeah. it's a thing it all takes the- a lot of pride. It probably takes some pressure off him too. I mean, the guys had the that team on his shoulders for who knows how long. I mean, I can't even count the years. Yeah. He's never had a real foundation around him, you know. Yeah. And uh I think it's good. I think and he might make him a little he might feel he'll might he might feel a little younger now with that team. Yeah. Yeah. And don't overlook Matt McClain. That kid is a stud too. Like right. everybody's talking about Ellie, but Matt McClain is killing the ball too. It was one of the things I talked to somebody about, and it was kind of when you think about the Reds before this hot streak they're on, and you're thinking about when are they going to bring up De La Cruz, even before they brought up McLean, and and uh, and they still got Encarnacion Strand down in the minors who's killing the ball, and it's like how can a team that's under 500, how can they have this problem where if they bring up a player that's hot, you don't know who that I mean where do you put them, you know it's kind of a weird. Yeah. And now it's kind of it's it's kind of come full circle, in my opinion, because now you're seeing that it really is a legit problem. And, and they're not really a less than 500 team at this point. But it is where do you play another another legit player? I don't know where you put them on the team anymore. You know, I mean, you're yeah, sending sometimes some. Yeah, sometimes you got to force you got to force some moves and make make some moves. Right. Yeah. 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 Well, I appreciate you coming on. Uh, once again, plug, um, Monty, go ahead, plug, plug your stuff, plug the Ohio sports cards. Okay. We, uh, we do have, a, a an Instagram page at best of Ohio sports cards. We're on Facebook as well. Um, come take a look at what we have. If you're ever in the, 
I'll throw out Dayton, Ohio. That's about an hour north of Cincinnati. We're in Troy, which is about another 15 minutes north. If you're ever coming up 75, we're about one minute off of Route 75. Um, come on in and see us. Uh, we're, we're here. We love to talk uh, sports cards. We got a lot of interesting stuff uh, uh, for you to see and rip and and i appreciate you ha having me on tonight and talk about this and um uh you know hopefully we can i'm sure we will see you in chicago at the national and ho hopefully again we can link up uh, uh whether it's because somebody pulled a big card or it's just uh talk talk sports again i love it yeah of course all right monty well i appreciate you um yeah thank you thank you again and uh hope to have you on again all right. Enjoyed it. Thank you. All right. Thank you, Monty. All right. <clears throat> that was awesome. I got to say, I've, I love that shit. I, I could probably talk to him. I could probably talk to him all day. I mean, I'm not going to lie. Um, sports, the Reds, prospecting, cards, LCS, all of – that jam is right up my alley. I'm literally, I was getting goosebumps just talking about, I, I, that's how the person I am. I just get goosebumps talking about people, talking to people like that about certain topics and their feelings on certain players and directions of teams. And it's just, I don't know. I just feel like it's in my blood. So appreciate everyone um, stopping by, following, listening, Go check out the podcast. Follow us on all platforms, Instagram, Twitter, TikTok, YouTube, all that jam. Download the podcast. Listen to the podcast. Go check out Monty and his sons and go rip some cards in Troy, Ohio. Thank you, fellas. I appreciate everybody. I really do. It's I'm so grateful that... I can do this. My daughters are in the pool right now. My wife's like keeping them quiet. I can do this. Talk to people in sports cards, rip sports cards, take pictures of sports cards, talk about the hobby and build relationships to people that I've never met. I've only seen or heard or even or talked to and I love it, man. It's just it's fun. I appreciate everybody who uh, takes the time out of their day to listen to the pod and share the pod. I put a lot of time and effort into it, and I wouldn't be able to do it without you guys. And for that, we're out. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. 
Test your luck in the shadowy world of the Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather, now at chumpacasino.com. Welcome to the family. VGW Group, no purchase necessary. Avoid where prohibited by law. See terms and conditions, 18 plus.